This is season number four. It marks several significant improvements and changes. First is the podcast title clarification. We are now renaming the podcast, Open Forum in the Villages, Florida, to make clear that this is a regional show. The show is not sponsored by the Villages. Second is a dramatic increase in the use of AI for the show. These include transcripts of each show. Please understand that there will be errors inserted by the AI that may not be caught before the transcript is published. However, this is a dramatic step forward. We will now include chapter markers for each show. The show's title will be one of the five titles generated by the AI. The show description will be AI-generated. In fact, the show's announcers are now all AI voices, including me. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Open Forum in the Villages Florida podcast. In this show, we are going to talk to leaders in the community, leaders of clubs and interesting folks who live here in the villages, to give perspectives of what is happening here in the villages. We hope to add a new episode most Fridays at 9 a.m. We have converted all of our shows to Buzzsprout. Of course, you can still listen to Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, and about 20 other podcast platforms. Your favorite podcast player will still work. We are now a listener-supported podcast. You can become a supporter for only $3, or you can choose to pay more per month. Go to openforminthevillages.com and click on support in the black box. There will be a shout-out for supporters in episodes. This is a shout-out to supporters, Tweet Coleman, Dan Capellan, Ed Williams, Alvin Stenzel, and major supporter Dr. Craig Curtis at K2 in the Villages. We will be hearing more from Dr. Curtis with short Alzheimer's tips each week. This is Mike Roth on Open Forum in the Villages. I'm here today with Anthony Pelicano, and he is running for the Sumter County Sheriff. Thanks for joining me, Anthony. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you having me. Good. Why don't you tell our listeners, Anthony, a little bit about what you've done before you came to the villagers? So early on, I was in the United States Army active duty. I was a long-range reconnaissance specialist in 19 Delta. Got permanently assigned to the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment out of Fort Bliss, Texas. After that, I got out of the military, did plumbing for a little while, and then I went applied for the Federal Bureau of Prisons. And after that, I got into working at the prison system in Fort Dix, New Jersey. It's the largest federal prison in the country with mm-hmm. 5,000 inmates. And we had no locking doors, and it was one officer for 350 to 400 inmates. Wait a minute, wait. a prison with doors that didn't lock? Outside the units, they, they were the only doors, but the actual doors to their dorms did mm-hmm. not lock. Okay. So we were locked in there, one officer per 350 to 400 inmates. Mm. We were fighting all the time, but it was one of those things. So after that, we... I got in, I got promoted a few times. I did self-defense instructor. I was also a CSI or what we call evidence response team instructor. Mm -hmm. Then uh, I got promoted to do investigations for them. Did that for quite a few years. And then I uh, got promoted again, went to Washington, D.C., went to intelligence research specialist slash intelligence officer and got permanently assigned to the FBI task force in Miami. Mm -hmm. And then from then- uh, Does that mean you were actually in the FBI? I had full rights to the FBI and other agencies access to everything. It's it's difficult, but it's I had their all their IDs and their security clearance. I went through all their programs. It was just like being in the FBI, but it was technically it's a intelligence officer is a generic title to all that law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Every agency I had access to. I was on a task force with multiple different agencies, local law enforcement, state, federal. It was down in uh, based in Miami. Even though I still work for Washington D.C., I was based in Miami, Florida. Well, that's so, a better place to be based. It's it's expensive, but we were based down there. Me and my wife and uh, our three kids. Mm-hmm. And when did you come to the villages and Sumter County? Well, we've been coming up here for many years, off and on. My parents have a house here for about twelve or thirteen years. I moved up here two years ago full time after I retired mm-hmm. um, from Miami. We moved up here, and I promised my wife 
after a year that I take a year off to desensitize a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> here we are. So I'm running for Sumter County Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Well, what brought you to the conclusion that you should run for Sumter County Sheriff? You know, all my life, pretty much all my career for the past 28 years, I've served either in the government or counties or I was CDD and chairman and HOA presidents and even with the law enforcement, I've always worked with the military or the or the government agencies. It's just I've always served. It was always a, uh, something that I enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. Here in Florida, do you have to have a special certification to be sheriff or to be a? You have to, no, you just have to be in law enforcement. I would say I, that that would be your best guess. I mean, I don't think anybody that doesn't have law enforcement experience is not going to get elected to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lawyer couldn't be elected to sheriff. In some states, you can. Some states, you can. I mean, I I wouldn't. I think anybody can run. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you need experience to run, but I think that that's the way it should be, law enforcement, because you have all the experience. Mm-hmm. And when is the uh, Republican primary? should be in around August of August. next year, 2024. Okay. So when you were in the law enforcement business for the Army, can you share with us some of the particular areas of expertise that you had? For the Army? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't law enforcement for the Army, but I was uh, what they call a long-range reconnaissance specialist or a scout for the Army. Mm-hmm. So I worked for a combat unit. I worked for the S3 shop out of the 3rd ACR, which is the 3rd Armored Cavalry Regiment in mm-hmm. Fort Bliss, Texas. We were one of the only two or three at the time desert-trained combat units that were in, involved in things. We went out and I did a lot of training. So when I went out there, I also got handpicked to be one of the third, one of 30 individuals that actually tested what they called the friend and foe vehicle recognition system. Got a lot of friendly fire incidents during the first Gulf War. Mm -hmm. And after that, we went out to White Sands, New Mexico and tested a bunch of three different companies systems so there wouldn't be so much friendly fire. Nowadays, they call it modern day GPS. But back then it was called friend and foe. That's where it was Mm -hmm. developed at Mm -hmm. through that, that system. That was one of the things that I was involved in. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell our listeners what your position is relative to community policing? So community policing to me is giving back to the community. Uh, it's not always about arresting or you know going out and, and doing things against the community. I, I believe in community policing, and that is go out to events, you know, charitable organizations. Um, what we're also going to do is, since I'm already retired, I'm going to give ten thousand dollars a year of my salary back to mm-hmm. the Sumter County community. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, charities, veterans groups, animal shelters, or whatever we seem, we may rotate them, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature to give back to the community. That's just what we've always done. Mm-hmm. The crime rate here in Sumter County is uh, usually <clears throat> described as exceptionally low because of the population. Are there any other services that you think you might want to add to the sheriff's department aren't done now that could be. Well, I think they do a pretty good job here. I'm not going to knock that by any means. They do mm-hmm. a great job here. You're going to get a new sheriff regardless of what's going to happen this this coming up cycle. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to do my best to win those votes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community stuff is going to be more like getting out in the public. I'm not one to sit at my desk all day. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be out and about talking to people. I'm going to be out and about on different shifts. I can't fix a problem if I don't know it exists. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just going to sit there all day behind a desk. I'm going to be out and about. I'm going to be out in the community. I'm going to go to calls with these guys. I'm going to be community relations all the time. That's basically what I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing. How do you intend to engage with local neighborhoods to build trust and collaboration? Well, events. We're going to get some more events. Like say, one that I, I used to do in Miami was coffee with a, a cop or a coffee with a deputy or you know, a dinner with a deputy or a lunch with a deputy or some similar to that. And some mm-hmm. other events will get going. And then we'll invite the, if you guys want to show up, you're more than welcome to. 
No, that's a good idea. How do you see the difference between the villages in Sumter County and the residents in other parts of Sumter County? So I've been to a lot of meetings already. Mm -hmm. Um, There seems to be a little rift between both, but as a sheriff, I don't, I, I, it's, it's not a thing. So I have to, to keep that peace between both groups. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you have to make people come together. You know, at some point, there has to be some kind of co- coordination between both groups. Um, there is a little bit of a rift that goes on between both groups, but I think overall, everybody wants the best for Sumter County, and that's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you plan to handle political pressures and maintain impartiality uh, as you integrate yourself into the role of sheriff. So with that one is more of uh, keeping the peace, we'll say. So mm-hmm. that is, you got, I got to get to all these events. I've been going to a lot of events already, mm-hmm. uh, commissioner meetings and different areas and not just in the villages. And I think that's, again, it goes back to the community relations part. So you have to, you have to come to a peace with every group and every situation that comes up. As long as you can keep that going, you shouldn't have any issues. Um, I will not be causing any drama. It's not a, not about my my the way I do things. But I do get out and allow. I do get out and about a lot, and I think that that'll help out a lot with community relations. Mm-hmm. How do you stay informed about the changing needs and concerns in our community? Well, that is getting out and talking to people, not just commissioners, not just residents. Uh, it's it's everybody. You got to get out. You got to go to law outside law enforcement groups. You have mm-hmm. to with committees and commissioners and outside residents and all. There's there's thousands of groups here, which is totally amazing to me. And it's hard to get to all the groups. I may not get to all of them, but I'm I'm working my way around slowly. And I like to hear everybody's. Everybody has an opinion on everything, and that's what I'm trying to work yeah. things and work ways through each one of those opinions in groups. So yeah. I'm working on it. I, I looked at the number of people just to hear the villages, and I'll take that number at around 150,000, and said, you know, if we were a city, where would we rank in the size of cities in the state of Florida? And we would be fifth or sixth. Absolutely. So we have a very, and that's without counting anyone who lives in the county, but not in the villages. So that's a, uh, it's a big job. Why? And in in looking at it as a big job, why would someone elect you who is not in the Sumter County Police as the new chief? Well, I come with a vast array of experience. Let alone that, I'm FEMA certified. I've gone through just about every FEMA class that you can think of. Mm-hmm. I'm emergency management certified. I come with 28 years of law enforcement and military experience. I get along with everybody. I've got contacts worldwide because I used to do investigations all over the place. It wasn't just, say, Florida or Wisconsin, or it was Ireland and Europe, and cr- crime reaches far and wide, and that's what we were trying to do. And I hold a few records on some drug interdiction stuff, and you know, we're, I can bring that knowledge here. And I'm big on training, so I think that training is going to be a big key to deputies' interaction with the public. I think that I've watched a few. I've done a lot of research before mm-hmm. I got involved in this, and. I've watched a lot of videos and things that are out on social media. Some are questionable, some are good, and some are fantastic. It's just, they're all, it's policing. And I, I believe in training. I'm a big training person. I've flown around the country and conducted training. I've been to seminars. I've given classes on stuff, all different and all different things. It's just what I like to do. And I enjoy training. Training is a, a priority for any group to run an efficient policing organization. Mm-hmm. So if you were elected sheriff, what do you think that would happen to the morale of the officers that we have at the Sumter County Sheriff's Department? There's an adjustment period, of course. They're always they're always going to be. No matter what, you're going to get a new sheriff. So mm-hmm. regardless of who it is, hopefully it's me, crossing my fingers, but regardless of who it is, you're going to get a new sheriff. And there's going to be an adjustment period, but I'm a personable person. Like I go around and I have no issue talking to anybody 
and there's no political party that I don't talk to. Mm-hmm. I get around independents, Republicans, Democrats. I want to hear what they have to say. So mm-hmm. that's why I like to I like to meld everybody's opinions together and try to come up with a, a concrete solution to them. Mm-hmm. Have you have you discovered any law enforcement issues that are unaddressed here in Sumter County? That you'd like to see addressed? Not really. They they're running about. I I I FOIA requested some information, and I have I have about they have about thirteen, twelve to thirteen open non-investigative class. They have about they have thirteen open cases that are cold case cases. Mm-hmm. I like to reopen those and get those going, and at least we can solve at least one of those. Mm-hmm. Somebody's family's happier than where they were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally want to open those. If I have to open up them myself, I have no issue with it. I've done it before. I, I do investigations, thousands of them. Mm-hmm. Intelligence reports have gone as high as the attorney general's office. Mm-hmm. I've done them and it's not a big deal. I have no issue doing it at all, to be honest with you. I think that people need closure. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're doing it wrong. I'm saying is that there's 13 for a small county like this. I think that, that that needs to be addressed. That's one of the things I want to do and open them up and get them open up all the cases and see if we can get one or two of those at least closed because there's new technologies out now. Yeah. How many years back does 13 cases go? Pretty far. I don't know the exact date, but some of them go back pretty far. And that's not a, that's not a dig on the sheriff's department. That's just because, you know, the different. Things fall, people move, or things happen, and you know stuff goes cold, and that's just the way it works. That's why they're called cold cases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, it was actually surprising that it's only thir- twelve or thirteen. Cold <laughs> that's cases. what I was. That's that's the re- that's the number that I got from the mm-hmm. FOIA request. Mm-hmm. Was there a single thing that motivated you most to run for sheriff? No, I, I just enjoy serving. I like to do it. It's just one. Of, it's just my calling. I enjoy doing it, and I think that that's a, it's a great thing. I think people need more people should do it, no matter what it is. And whether it's sheriff or not, there's plenty of positions that are opening up, and mm-hmm. I think people need to run for them. It's not easy to run for any position here. What do you think your biggest obstacle is? Well, name recognition is probably the most. That's really all it is. I, I meet so many people, and so many people are very friendly, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you're running, and it's it's some, it's some it's time to get a new and fresh way of doing things, and I think that's a, that's a great option for everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you have a campaign committee set up? I do. It's... Well, we're we're working on getting a bigger one. I'm trying to get more of that stuff going now. I've been we've been getting these petitions signed. I'm almost done with it now. How many petition signatures did you need? Twelve hundred. Only twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Yeah. So we've been going to all the postal stations in the villages, and and that way I like to do them myself. It's taken me a little longer, but I want to hear everybody's opinions on what they have to say about things and what they want to change. Yeah. Should come to some of the car shows. I've I've been to some of the car shows and they're fantastic. Yeah. I have we're getting ready to ship our classic car up here soon, and once we do that, we'll have we'll, we'll meet more people. You're yeah. gonna go up to the show in the we Spanish will. Springs. All the shows, yeah. We'll try to get most of the shows. Well, me but, and my dad. Well, don't forget about the uh, last Saturday morning of the month, the most unpublicized car show in the villages is the Cars and Coffee in Lake Sumter Square behind the Fidelity Investment from nine a.m. to ten a.m. Okay. And it's amazing. You get there 10 minutes early, there's no cars. <laughs> you get there five after 10, there's no cars. Oh, my God. But we, we usually turn out about 40 people. Usually, That's good. Usually BMWs, Porsches, Miatas, and Strange Exotic. Good. BM, Austin Martin DB9 shows up. That's great for that. I think that's a great thing. That's that's fun. It's been, it gets people out and you meet people and that's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. What do you think uh, has helped you the most so far in, in your run for sheriff? I'm happy to say my wife. Your wife. My wife. My wife's been a godsend through all this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told her, you know, we've talked about it before I actually ran. So we're, we went through all that and we knew what we were getting into before I did it. But we, I think we're, we're good with it. And she's been, she's been a godsend. Uh, the kids have been great about it. Um, we're trying to get How everything. Old are you? 
your children now? Uh, my son is 29. He's in New Jersey. He's mm-hmm. an accountant. Uh, my other son is in Oviedo. He's uh, working for a private company and he just opened an app on the app store last week. So he developed an app and my daughter is getting ready to graduate UCF this December. I've got to tell the joke for my grandson, Evan. Got it. Anthony, what did the nose say to the finger? What? Quit picking on me. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Good joke. Hey, now we're going to listen to a short Alzheimer's tip from Dr. Craig Curtis. Is there a seminar that you do that people can attend to learn more about Alzheimer's disease? Yes, sir. I usually give two to three seminars per week in my office. And if folks would like to just call my office, they can register for the next available seminar. And usually they're on what days? Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Great. Thank you. With over 20 years of experience studying brain health, Dr. Curtis's goal is to educate the village's community on how to live a longer, healthier life. To learn more, visit his website, CraigCurtisMD.com or call 352-500-5252 to attend a free seminar. Now, Anthony, you've talked to a lot of people here in Sumter County, lived here for a couple of years. What do you think is the best thing that we're doing from a law enforcement perspective, things that are really working right? I think the communication between all the different departments is always going to be a key. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always going to be a lax of something at some point, but I think the more they, the more people communicate here, and I'm, I'm big on that because I came from task forces. So mm-hmm. that's all about communication and organization. And I think that's a big thing that they're doing here, and I'm hoping they can keep that up. Just to, since you're talking about communications, does the, does the so-called f- Villages uh, Public Safety Department, or Fire Department as I like to call them, and the Police Department in Sumter County have the same radio frequency so they can communicate with one another? That I know they do have, I don't know if it's the same radio frequency, but I know they have channels that they can open up between each other, yes. Uh, a lot of our villagers here are worried about traffic safety. Me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that, that entails both drivers driving too slow, especially in the left lane, <laughs> and drivers driving too fast. What do you think we can do about that here in Sumter County? Well, the one thing that has to be done is there needs to be more sight seeing of the patrol vehicles, right? So you have to see them. And then usually when you see a patrol vehicle, no matter if you're going fast or not, you're going to slow down. Um, That'll slow down the traffic. My biggest things here are the circles. I believe if you look at some of the circles, some of the markings on the circles themselves are different than other circles. They're not consistent. There is a very big inconsistency. And I think a lot of confusion comes because of that. There's dash lines, there's solid lines, there's all sorts of different things on those yeah. roundabouts. Yeah, I follow the rule, you know, never change lanes. You should Inso- Inside yeah. the traffic circle, except when you're exiting, and you have to, and you're in the left lane. And then the other issue that I see is some cir- traffic circles have two lanes for the full 360 degrees, and others, other circles have 180 degrees and then there's a lane cut out, and it kind of makes no sense to me. I, I agree. It, it's it's just the way the 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 engineers came up with that system. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would either put a solid line instead of a dash line. So if there's a solid line, by law, you're not supposed to cross it. Right. But if you put a dash line, people know to cross it, and that's you, where the confusion comes into. You can cross it. Yeah, and that's where people get mixed up. Mm-hmm. They're telling people one thing: you can't switch lanes. But if you have a dashed line, you can switch lanes. Technically, you can by law. So right, and, it gets and, a little confusing. And the signage, the signage. doesn't contribute no very much. Uh, there also should be a, uh, I think, some signage about the trucks pulling trailers. That mm-hmm. The drivers of those trucks know that they're going to occupy two lanes in a circle. Yeah, they're pretty wide, especially down by me where they're doing all the construction. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy down there. There's been a lot of accidents. So hopefully we can get this stuff straightened out. 
yeah, with the I, county commissioners and getting the stuff, the right signage up and the right uh, symbols on the ground. Yeah, you know, and the, and the signage has to be positioned so that the driver going the speed limit has enough time to react. The guy going 20 miles an hour in a golf cart has plenty of time to react. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But especially when there are bigger vehicles. And sometimes the the village sign of each village blocks the intersection view. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to pull out, sometimes you can't see past the signage that they have the big wall with the big name on it for each village on it, the way they have them angled. Yeah, well, stop signs are a big thing here too. People don't stop at stop signs. So including bikes, including golf carts. That, that, that's another big irritation. That's the me. big thing here, yeah. Bicycles who are supposed to have some rights of way on the road and overlook things like stop signs. They mm-hmm. don't bother to stop. Golf carts that don't bother to stop. And I think it's terribly dangerous. The Wildwood Police Department down by me has been doing a pretty good job. They've been out there actually with a police golf cart. Oh. And they've been pulling bikes and golf carts over that don't stop at the stop sign. Mm-hmm. Again, it's random, but they're doing a decent job trying to clean the best they can up with well, the manpower that get, they have. Gets the word out. Of course. Does the Sumter County Sheriff have a golf cart? You know, I don't know. I'm sure they probably do. I haven't seen it on the roads or the golf cart paths yet, but I've seen the wild because I live down down south, so I've seen the wildwood out there more than I've seen the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. We want to see some better signage, and we we, we want to see, I think, you know, officers that 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 aren't sitting in a car mm-hmm. talking to each other, but they can be walking in the crowd. I agree. You know, and aside from being neighborly, I think people feel safer. I think so too, and I think you know one of the other things that I'm going to try to do is they don't when there's big events at the squares, all mm-hmm. three squares. You don't see them anymore. They used to be at the squares. So when I go to Brown, I used to remember. I, they were always at the, the squares. Wildwood police were always at and the, the sheriff's deputies. The Brown yeah. They don't. They're not there anymore. I don't really? know. I don't know what where that stopped or how that stopped. But I want to bring that back. Yeah. Because when there's large crowds, especially during this time of year, you know that's that's just a a hotbed for anything. I'm a, I'm a terrorism expert, so that's to me that gives me the the, the shakes <laughs> when I look at that. I look around because there's nobody. Yeah. I if a terrorist or somebody wants to do something, they're going to do it regardless of what kind of security you have. But you could at least deter it, and mm-hmm. that's basically what we're trying to do. Good. Any other last thoughts you have? on why someone should vote for you as sheriff. I think we went over most of them. I have, you know, I have the website up and, you know, what is the website? It's uh P, it's pelicano the number 4 sheriff.com. That's what the website is. You can donate on there. You can, you know, send me emails through there. I answer all my emails personally. I don't have an issue with talking to people. If you want me to come to an event, I have been all over. And if it's on my schedule and I can make your event, I will make your event. What's your fundraising goal? I don't really have a fundraising goal. You know, because you never know what's going to, you know, how much you need or, you know, whatever. We Right now, we're funding it ourselves with some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to, you know, you can't bankrupt yourself trying to fund these things because it's not cheap to run for any kind of office. So we are looking for uh, fundraising and they can do that through the website, which mm-hmm. automatically gets put into a campaign account. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be running ads in the Daily Sun? I'm going to try, but we'll see how that goes with them. I never liked the word try. It's either do or do not. Well, there's, yeah, it's it's, it's tough sometimes. Sometimes they don't want. Have them. you met with the developer? I have not. Um, I've emailed and talked to some people that know their, their people. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten any responses back. Don't know if they've told them or not, but I think they need to know and at least have a, at least have a conversation. Sure. At the minimum. Yeah. It's someone you, you need to know. Yep, I agree. 
Okay, are there any other people that you need to know that you, that you haven't met yet? No, I, I get around. I talk to everybody. There's, I don't have a need-to-know people group. I just like to get around and talk to people. I like to go to groups. I like to meet all different groups. It makes no difference what the group is to me, and I think that's the way it should be. Uh, you know, Being a sheriff is a bipartisan position, technically. Mm-hmm. Whether you have to run for a party or not officially is fine, but technically, it's a bipartisan position. I'm not going to ask you what you are before you get arrested. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I, get, I like to get around just talk to people personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for informational purposes, the sheriff's department has how many uh, offices around? You know, I'm getting ready to request that. I've been told they're fully staffed. I pulled some numbers up actually the other day. Um, they should have technically, they should have over 200 or 300 and something off full-time officers mm-hmm. by law, by Florida law, but I don't know how they're categorizing it here. Um, as soon as I get those numbers, I'll have a better, clear answer on how they're doing it. Great. Thanks for being with us today, Anthony. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your help. Great. Remember, our next episode will be released next Friday at 9 a.m. Should you want to become a major supporter of the show or have questions, please contact us at mike at rothvoice.com. If you know someone who should be on the show, contact us at mike at rothvoice.com. We thank everyone for listening to the show. The content of the show is copyrighted by Roth Voice 2023, all rights reserved.